Hello, welcome to episode 109 of The Nerd Out. Happy 2020, folks. Uh, I, I am Lisa. I'm Ritz P. We're here to nerd out with you in the new decade of your life. You can find us online at The Nerd Out. That is on Twitter and Instagram. We have a Facebook group. You can email us, uh, info at thenerdout.com. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes, on our website, www.thenerdout.com, and um, on Stitcher as well. And guess what, guys? Breaking news. You can leave us reviews where you find your podcast. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And you should look into it. Here we are. Here we are. The decade. <laughs> Beginning of a new decade. Let's bring them in. Let's reap them. Bring the <laughs> bring the comments. Bring the reviews. Yeah. You can do it. You can totally do it. It's a brand new decade. Anything's possible. We're in January still. January 10th. Happy New Year. Happy decade, T.I. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. And to you. Um, you. New decade, January 10th. I feel like there's some synergy there. A lot of yeah. 10. Yeah. I'm a 10. A 10. All yeah. of you guys are 10s? Tens. Tens, tens, tens. That's yes. right. So, like, when is it officially where you stop and stop saying Happy New Year? Uh, I think that once you've seen either like mid January or once you've already seen someone once, right? Yeah. Like I'm not going to keep saying happy new year to people, but for instance, um, I was running errands and I saw my usual Trader Joe's cashier and I was like, Hey, happy new year. Yeah. So, you know, you saying it. What do you I, I think you're right. I think you're right to any new people's or like, you know, go to the store, blah, blah, blah. I think. By the end of this weekend, it should be a wrap, like the 12th. Wrap it up. <laughs> wrap okay, it up, I can give it till the 15th. Okay, mid, okay, mid-month. Got it, got it, got it. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, one thing that I, I someone had posted, I forgot who, they're saying like when you sign 2020, not you just put 20 because the yeah. people could add yeah. another number. So, yeah, I saw that too. People, if you're writing checks, remember those. Or any other, like, legal or financial documentation, important shit, put 2020. So that way you yeah. don't just put, like, 1, 10, 20, and then somebody comes along and is, like, 21 and, yeah. like, messes up your whole life. You never exactly. know. Exactly. You never know. You got to be safe out there in these streets. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a hot tip since we're about 2020, <laughs> 2020 uh-huh. twins. Uh-huh. Um, and I did it yesterday when I went to the dentist. And I remembered, I remembered, I was like filling out forms. I was like, oh yeah, 2020. No one's going to get me on my dental forms. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, 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 no. How was the dentist? So the dentist was off them really quick. Um, I don't know if it's post-surgery or what, uh, when they took out the tumor or what the effects are, but now it takes multiple shots of anesthetic to numb me. Um, They were doing, putting the rest of my crown up top on the left side. And then at the same time, they're like, yo, we're just going to do that feeling you have at the bottom. Easy breeze. Well, not so easy breeze. Cause they had to give me like multiple shots at the top. And then I was remembering, I was like last time, they had to give me one in my inside my gum and they didn't do it this time. So I don't know if that's going to work. So then, um, they did the filling, and then they did the initial part of the filling, the drilling. And then he had to go go to someone else. And when he, while I was waiting, the top part of the crown part that he had to do, I started feeling that shit again. 
Oh, no. And he hadn't, he hadn't put it in yet. So it was like just raw, like just exposed. So I started feeling it again. And then so he comes back and I was like, I feel it again. <laughs> He's like, oh. He's like, oh, okay. Thank you for telling me. I'm going to give you some more shots. I go, last time you did it inside. He goes, let's do that again. And he's like, let's do her up. Da, 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 da. So as they're doing the, they're finishing the bottom part, mm-hmm. uh, they put something in my mouth and I start freaking out. He's like, just breathe through your nose. So I was like, okay, I'm breathing through my nose. But all of a sudden, I can't breathe out through one nostril because he put so much shit in me that my oh. nose got numb. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Half of my fucking face. And he's like, I'm trying to tell him, but I have all the shit in my mouth. And I feel like I'm fucking choking because they're doing the, the spray with the suction with the water. Yeah. And it's like going in the little part of my throat that I can breathe. And then, like, I, was, I started having, like, almost had a panic attack. Like, I almost started, like, wanting to grab everything and toss it out of my mouth so I can breathe. And I was like, so he gave me a breast. And, I, and then that's when I was like, I can't, it's numb. And he was like, he's like, oh, he's like, yeah, that happens sometimes. So anyways, he's like, you're calm. I was like, yeah, I'm calm. I go, don't put that fucking brick thing in my mouth again. Cause then it starts freaking me out. <laughs> so then, you know, wraps me up. They see how freaked out I am. They're like, oh God, I got it. No wait, Just 10 more seconds. Da-da-da-da-da. It's a wrap. I go, I get up. And I was like, fuck. Like, you know, and I'm like, I need to breathe. I'm like hunched over. So then I'm, um, I pay out. I'm like, why do I feel dazed? And I was like, I kind of can't see that well. And I was like, oh, maybe it's just tired. Maybe it's, I haven't eaten lunch and they just injected me with all this shit. So luckily it's only like nine minutes away from the house. I get home and I was like telling me, I was like, how was it? I, go, I couldn't talk. My, my tongue was so like the whole side. And I was like, it was awful. I touch, you know, the bags under my eyes. It's fucking numb. That's why I couldn't hardly see. It was all the way numb. You were numb up to your eyeballs. To my fucking eyeballs. I couldn't feel my nose, half of my nose. I was like, this fucking sucks. I couldn't eat because they're like, you could choke because you can't feel shit. So I hadn't eaten all day. So I just gave up on the day. <laughs> I just passed out and took a nap. I was like, fuck this. <laughs> uh-huh. It was awful, dude. Oh, it should have been simple. Like they already did the hard work. It was like, take it out, put it in, do the drilling, put this up, boom, you're done. No. Oh no. So yeah, it was terrible. I hated it. Okay. Well, uh, welcome back to the land of the living. Thank you. I can tell because we were supposed to record yesterday, folks. That's why I'm bringing it up. We're supposed to record yesterday. And, and that's why uh, I asked, because you were like, oh, bad, bad dentist. Let's do tomorrow. Yeah, I just, and then that's when I, and then I passed out. Like, right after that, I just <laughs> passed out. I was like, fuck this shit. Um, yeah, so, um, so that was that. Um, one thing I wanted to, this kind of energy I want to yeah. bring into this new decade okay. was that, because I was looking, we are supposed to record a couple of weeks ago, but you know how it is. So I was looking over the outline that we put together for each episode, right? Like things that we're going to discuss. And so I was like, why do I, why did I put Timothy Chalamet on there? I was like, that's weird. I go, maybe she did. Oh no, I remember. I had a dream about him. <laughs> I know. I was like, Timothy Chalamet. Wow. Maybe she's like really feeling little women. <laughs> I haven't even seen little women. I feel like if I watch it, I'll be, I'll be, um, 
embarrassed because of the dream I had. It was like oh. vivid. It was like, okay, remember it, those who have been listening since the beginning, remember we're talking about, um, uh, what's his name? With that one actor. And then I was like, I don't find him attractive. And then I had a dream about him yeah. that we were making uh, out. Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So he was kind of, but I, I think T- Timothy Chalamet is, is attractive, but he's so young. Right. And yeah. I think I talked about him last episode that, you know, in the, in the King, he did such a great job, blah, blah, blah. He's such an amazing actor. He's just going to do great things. Blah, blah. So like I had a dream. It was vivid. Like he was obsessed with me. <laughs> okay. I was still married and I was like, and we like, you know, did shit. And I was just like, yo, kid, like, it just, it just can't happen. Like, I was like, it can't happen. Da, da, da. And he was like, all up on me. And I woke up like, what the fuck? I remember I texted, I thought I texted you, but I think I texted Lilium and Elisa. I was like, yo, <laughs> I just had the most fucking vivid dream of Tim and Shalami. Like, I'm kind of like embarrassed. So I want to bring that energy into the 2020 twins where anything's possible. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, totally. Bit, even even rip- having Timothy Shalami as your stalker. You know what I'm saying? Just reap that shit. Like okay. your energy's so dope that you attract all kinds of motherfuckers. No, no age, no age difference. Like it, that doesn't matter. The age gap doesn't matter. That's the kind of energy I'm bringing into the 20 twin twin. Okay, I like it. I support it. Thank you. And yeah. what about you, Ti? What what's what's what are you bringing into the 20 twins? Well, you know what? This is actually kind of a funny question. Um, I found this on Reddit. I, they're like every year these people do an ask me anything for their product, which is a free download. It's a guidebook called compass and it helps you like kind of take stock of your last year and plan out your next year. And every year I download it and I print it out and I say, I'm going to do it. And every year I don't. And this year (laughs) motherfucker is the year that I'm going to do it. That's right. but in true Lisa form, and I feel like this is kind of, this is like Lisa Jenkins in a nutshell. I am, I have it downloaded. I have it ready to go. It's January 10th. I haven't done it yet, but I swear to God, I'm going to do it this weekend. <laughs> and then like my whole life will be in front of me. So yeah, there you go. I was actually, yeah. while, while you were just talking about the energy that uh, popped up in my head and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Maybe I'm going to do it today. If not today, I'm going to do it tomorrow morning. It's going to yeah. happen. Today's Friday. Yeah, this weekend is here, is upon us. And this yeah. is time to fucking write it down and make that shit happen. You're going to do it. You're going to yeah. do it. Thank you. That's the Thank kind you. of energy we got going down in the 2020 twins. Yes. <laughs> so um, let's so, let's talk yeah, about, we were, yeah, go ahead. We were going we to have a podcast uh, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, but it just kind of didn't pan out. And that was because, duh, we wanted uh. to talk about the latest and final-ish Star Wars movie in the Skywalker saga, Rise of Skywalker. Yes. So here we so are. T- so here we are, kids. We're finally doing it. T.I.? Yeah. yeah. Thoughts, feelings, go for it. Uh, I liked it a lot. I did not love it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, if I had to rank the three most, um, sort of the three Skywalker movies, I guess, Skywalker, the most recent Skywalker trilogy. Um, I would say number one, loved. Number two, meh. Number three, liked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's kind of where I'm at. What about you? Yeah. I went in afraid because of the reviews. Uh-huh. Um, 
And I was like, oh shit, like how is he messing this up? Because I love the I love the first one, like loved it. Um yeah. and the second one hated it. So when people were writing reviews, like my review of Rise of Skywalker is oh, Return of the Jedi was pretty good. I was like, what? And I went in nervous, uh, left the theater going, what, what the fuck's wrong with all these people? It was it was great. I didn't love it, like you said, but I had good time. What? There's nothing wrong with fan service. There's nothing wrong when you're no. ending fucking a 40-plus year saga, are part of our life. There's nothing wrong with fan service. We deserve it. <laughs> I, I feel like the whole fan service thing is bullshit anyway. Like... You're suppo- if you're doing a story right, it's fan service because yeah. the fans are going to be super gratified. That's just called getting shit right. I like the whole like, oh, fan service. I feel like that is I feel like that's lame. Like, yeah, yeah fan service. Get it right. Make it happen. Um, I let's see one thing. One thing that I actually liked and I just watched the movie before this prior to going to go see this one in the theater was visually I thought that it was um, it was pretty stunning and I was pleased that there were um, moments of uh, a great deal of um, sort of production beauty in this one. Yeah. Like the planet that has the ocean and mm-hmm. like the big waves and the big fight scene, like that was great, yeah. really yeah. beautiful. Although somehow um, she was like not getting wet it was driving me nuts like her hair looked exactly the same in every scene of the movie and I was like she's wet she's dry she's sweaty she's running (laughs) sitting like looks exactly the same um I you know and I think that this seems like kind of a weird thing to nitpick about but I think that if it jumps out to me who's like random white girl then it's probably worth saying I feel like, you know, one thing that the Star Wars universe and really all of these movies have struggled with are, like, people of color and minorities. Yes. And so I was kind of bummed that the Rose character was like, okay, back over there, you suddenly grew up and now you're, like, a badass mechanic. Okay. And then, like, but let's pull in this new woman who rides a big horse type thing who I guess is supposed to be like Finn's kind of maybe romantical matchup. And like, we're not going to really give her much story, but there she goes. And, and it felt a little piecemeal and I was kind of bummed about that. Yeah. But, but I did think that like Finn was great in this movie. I was happy. And apparently that was something he requested um, beforehand was like, can I just not be like a total goofball dumbass? And they mm-hmm. were like, yes, you will not be a goofball dumbass in this movie. Mm-hmm really great um obviously Oscar Isaac was great the integration with Carrie Fisher stuff was cool mm-hmm. um you know if if the last movie was spreading the scope too wide I applaud the fact that they were able to shrink it back down and kind of focus more on the people that I cared more about yeah and I liked that um yeah, I was, uh, I thought that it was a little, like, I might have rolled my eyes a little bit when we found out who Ray was and who her parents were. Yeah. I was like, oh, really? Are there just, like, two families in this entire universe? Yeah. Like, Palpatine and Skywalker. That's it. Just those <laughs> people. Those are the only important people who ever do anything. Like, yeah. really? 
Um, but okay, fine. Um, and I liked uh, Kylo Ren's redemption. Yeah. I was real sad when he disappeared. Um, yeah, these are these are some of my freeform thoughts. What are some of yours? I agree with everything you said. I feel like Rose got shafted. Um, wanted more, and then I heard that homeboy from the Hobbit. From the ring, the Hobbit. Yeah, yeah, Dominic. Yeah, uh huh. They like, they're like, how come he just out of nowhere gets in? They're like, oh, yeah. he's really good friends with J.J. Abrams, and they're like, that totally could have been Rose. And yeah, I feel like she totally got shafted. Um, I agree with everything that you said. I think um, Adam. I always think that Adam Driver is an amazing actor, and he sold it to me when he went from Kylo Ren to Ben. Uh-huh. With the non-verbals. Like I believed it. His face changed in a certain way. And yeah. I, I that that scene was really nice. Um I I don't know how I feel yet still after thinking about um him and uh and homegirl kissing. Like I don't felt weird. Felt yeah, I felt weird. Like what? What? I felt, like I felt a little like ooh, a little icky. Yeah, it felt yeah, it felt like I don't know to, what to make of it, but okay, it, it was okay because he died, I guess. If he would have, <laughs> he would have, if he would have, you know, survived, I, I would have been like, I don't understand, you know. And um, yeah, I just feel like I was watching um, Batman on Batman, you know, our our boy Kevin, and uh, I forget the other guy's name. Uh, do us, they wanted to do a whole spoiler thing. Um, so anyone that came had to have already seen it. And so I've gotten halfway through because I think it's like two hours. And oh, wow. um, yeah, so I've gotten halfway through. And, uh, you know, they were saying about that one scene when um, Princess Leah dies and it, that they're saying that they wanted to really kind of focus more in and how that devastating scene when Chewie finds out. Oh, that was a real heartbreaker. And I felt like they could have lingered on that one a little more. That's exactly what they said. And I was like, yes, that's so true. Because I was like, holy shit, it, it, it affects him. He's been there from jump. Like, you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, man, like just little stuff like that. But, you know, I, I enjoyed it more than I thought because I went in going and I was stressed going in. So I was happy. I definitely want to see it again. A lot of people talk about that they – um like it even more on the second, third, fourth watch. Um, <laughs> I'll definitely buy it. I want to see all the bonus. Da, 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 da. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 excited to. So what? Because oh, this is what I I went in saying like, please. After the reviews, I was like, please just let it be as good as the Mandalorian. <laughs> That's all I ask. Like, because <laughs> the Mandalorian is killing it right now. So okay. where I didn't do the deep dive. Where is it going? So new, new movies coming out with brand new people, or uh -huh. what is what is the what is the latest and greatest? What do you know? Um, I know nothing. I don't have Disney Plus. I have not been watching The Manchurian. Um, <laughs> I so like I'm basically saving that for like I'll get I'll get it. I'll watch it, guys. Like chill out. <laughs> enough with Baby Yoda. Enough. No, no, when you fucking watch this shit, you're not going to be enough Baby Yoda. You're going to oh. want fucking more Baby Yoda. I swear to God. I was like, I, he's cute and all. When I saw him on my timeline, I was like, he's cute and all, but whatever. When I watched it, it hurts me, T.I. It hurts me how cute he is. It's too much. It's too much. 
Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I haven't been paying a whole lot of attention. The one piece of news of Star Wars related news that made me perk up my ears was apparently, um, Kevin Feige, who Mm -hmm. is the architect of Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. Apparently he has reached out and has been like, Hey, I might be interested in like, you know, helping you guys with any Star Wars movies. Mm, And that'd be great. They would be batshit crazy to not take him up on that. Yeah, and also, what are they? What are they called? Who? What are the name of the brothers? The Caruso brothers. What are they? The ones that did um, the End Game and stuff. Oh, um, yeah. Caruso uh, brothers. Uh, Russo, 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 Caruso. Yeah. That's yeah. that one dude, the redhead, right? That's um, cool. <laughs> so w- one thing that they were talking about, and they made a good point on Fat Man and Batman was, you know, they're like, well, this is like a 40-year story, all these different storylines, it's difficult. And then they brought up, well, they did a really good job on fucking Endgame. <laughs> like, yeah, they wrapped up those stories pretty nicely. You know what I'm saying? Like, they did a great job. So it is possible, like, to get it to a, a level where you, like, love that shit and we could love this. But here we are. It is what it is. I'm yep. excited to see where we go from here. I'm so excited for season two of The Mandalorian. Um, and I'm excited to see what you feel, what you think when you finally watch it. And you liked Rogue One, right? I did. I liked Rogue One. I thought... Um, I didn't Solo love it, but I liked fun. it. I liked it a lot. I actually, th- I actually, Solo got like savaged pretty hard. I actually thought that was pretty fun. It was super fun. It got it, yeah. people were like so mad at the other movie and so mad were, at Star Wars. They had enough. They were, yeah, they were so mad at Solo. Yeah, they were, and I was like, it's a fun movie. Like, get over it. Like, just because you're mad that you know Princess Leia was floating, don't be mad at this. Like, this is fun. <laughs> they should have waited. I think they should have waited a while and then let release that. It was fun. It was good timers. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Star Wars. There it is. It's crazy. End of a saga since I was whatever years old. Uh-huh. It's just fun. It's fun. But I'm excited because we still haven't watched it yet. But, you know, the Supernatural Bear, he's going to start watching all of the, all of the stuff. And uh, I can relive it again and see how awful certain things are again and then see how amazing certain things are again. So that'll be fun. Being able to relive and rewatch that um, through the eyes of a kid is going to be super fun. And I think that we've established before that you are watching them in chronological order. Uh, Uh, Release date. Yes, in in order of release date. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do that. Um, And I definitely want to make sure that I record when he finds out who Darth Vader is. You know how they do those videos? We talked about already. Like, I definitely want to keep that <laughs> and, and record that uh, reveal and reaction. Like, I'm super excited about it. So, <laughs> so yeah, Star Wars. We wrapped it up. But luckily with, with Disney Plus, the good mm. thing about Disney Plus, what can happen for, I think I'm wait. I haven't watched it because I'm waiting for The Little Man. But um, there's a lot of, like, behind the scenes, the little documentaries about Star Wars on the Star Wars section of Disney Plus. So yeah. I'm excited too. I love that shit. So we'll see. Um, so let's talk about uh, another movie, a trailer that you had me watch so we can yeah. discuss. 
Yeah, I made uh, I made Ritzy watch the Birds of Prey trailer, which came out yesterday, right before we recorded this today. Um, and I was very strangely excited by this trailer. And um, I think part of the reason is because I was very lukewarm on the Wonder Woman trailer. That's mm. um, the Wonder Woman that takes place in the 80s. And it took me a while to put my finger on it, but a friend of mine mentioned it to me. And she was, and even she is like a decade younger than me. And she was like, I felt like it looked wrong. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? You're right. It looks like what it looks like a 25 year old's idea of what the 80s looked like. Oh, it doesn't look like what the 80s look like, and that mm. bothers me. So that I was kind of like, oh, Wonder Woman. Oh, wait, and this dude is back from the dead. What the fuck? Like I like I love Chris Pine. I love me some Chris Pine. But how <laughs> the fuck is this guy back from the dead, and he hasn't <laughs> aged. What? So I was a little annoyed with that, but then I saw Birds of Prey, and I have to say, um, with the possible exception of like Wonder Woman, numero uno, um, Joker, which I still haven't seen yet. Me neither. And uh, the last of Nolan's Dark Knight movies, like DC movies have shit the bed for a solid game. And Suicide Squad was painful, and I want my money and my time back. And um, mm-hmm. and I was like not into um, Harley Quinn. I was not into any of that. And then I was like, ah, Birds of Prey, it's gonna suck. And then I watched the trailer, and I was like, sign me the fuck up. I'm back on the train. It it looks fun. So I don't have to watch that horrific movie before no. I watch Birds of Prey. No, I don't think great. so. Great, great. Um, because- you know. If you kind of know who Harley Quinn is, yeah. you're great. You're fine. I'm good. I'm gravy. What I love about it, you, I had no idea what to expect. I didn't even know what Birds of Prey was. And then I saw it and I was like, oh. And then I was thinking, well, I was watching it. I was going to have to watch that movie because I heard it's terrible. But I will watch. I'm excited about this. And this excitement watching this trailer being a, a, a lady, um, you know, Vengeance is one of my favorite things. So I'm all about it. Uh, you, you know, girl power, unity, all that shit. But this is the kind of this is the kind of reaction that I should have had for the char- new Charlie's Angels trailer, right? Yeah. Like, yes. like yes, like yes, like nope, that wasn't there. But this is here, and I'm I'll watch anything with Rosie Perez up in it, anything. Well, and that was part of that was one of the things that I liked a lot about it is like. Here is this trailer for a movie that I was kind of ready to dismiss as like, oh, whatever, it's going to be like DC's take on Charlie's Angels. Lame. But it doesn't, it, the tone that it takes is an, more of an authentic, like, hey, we just all happen to be females and here we are, we're in this together. And not a like, yeah, girl power. No, like, yeah, exactly. Like, like icky, make your skin crawl kind of thing. Yeah. Like I'm not and, down with that shit. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that it's, like, a wide variety of women, ages, ethnicities, mm-hmm. um, that the bad guy is Ewan McGregor. Thank you. Yeah. And that, um, like, and then number one is that it is directed by, I think, one of the two dudes that directed John Wick. And you can fucking uh. tell. You can tell in the action shots, like, that they are, in the like, trailer. Yeah, yeah, they're top notch so far. They if they're showing like snippets notch. of it, they look yeah. great. They, I believe, I believe that she did all that shit. 
yeah. that I saw in the trailer, and I'm down for it. And I like how she in the trailer, boom, they tell you right away. She was like, "Listen, they he wants all of us dead for a variety of reasons. Let's just like gang up and do this." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like and a I, believable thing. You're like, "All right, cool, cool, cool." Yeah, and it's like candy coated and like fun. And I was like, "Oh yeah, sign me up for this movie." I am yeah. not, as far as, like, the actual property itself, I have flipped through a Birds of Prey comic. That is the extent of my knowledge. I don't know who any of these people are. I know that Huntress, people really like Huntress. Mm. Um, that's, like, the dark-haired woman. And that's all I know. Yeah, looks it's like fun world. to me. Next yeah. month, February next month. It's on and popping. So we'll yeah. discuss. Yeah. I'll go see that shit in the theater so I can get full-blown yeah, audio experience. Too. Do maybe a D box like I did for Star oh, Wars. Oh, that was fun too. It was also fun because I did D box for Star Wars. That adds yeah. to the funness. I wish that I lived somewhere that I could get that. Yeah. But oh well. Someday. Perhaps you never know. Maybe you'll be, you know, in L in LA or something for some work or something, and we could go see <laughs> birds of play together and we could D box it. Yeah. I'll drive, I'll drive in. I'll drive okay. in. We can meet halfway. We, we can, can meet halfway if there's a D box situation. Yeah. Inland, Inland Empire meetup. Yeah. And the IE, do a little <laughs> ice on the side before we go and just playing. <laughs> just playing. Just for joke. Yeah. We totally, that's totally not who we are as people. No, not at all. And, and yes, yeah, <laughs> no generalization, stereotyping of the IE. Um, let's get into TV. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I feel like I've watched a lot of TV, but none of it has been really memorable. Um, yeah. I finished the second season of Mindhunter, finally. Okay. And one thing I really liked about it, um, apart from the fact that I love it, and I think that it's so well-acted and so um, well-directed and just really fabulous on all fronts, is that in the second season, they kind of segued into the Atlanta monster, which if you are a serial killer aficionado mm -hmm. or a true crime aficionado, mm -hmm. um, you may know about, and it, a lot of people don't know about it. And so I really liked that um, it was something that he decided to pursue. And that is that in the 80s in Atlanta, there were, gosh, I think it was 30 some young, young kids, um, probably like, Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, right around in there. They're mostly black, right? All black, primarily mm -hmm. boys, who were missing and or found murdered. And it was in a relatively short amount of time, a couple of years. And um, they, the cops didn't, you know, it was still kind of early on in like serial killer days. And so I think that, you know, a lot of it had to do with, like, race and prejudice and racism and all that sort of stuff. But I think also it was, like, a um, law enforcement couldn't really wrap their heads around the fact that it might just be one person. And so it really thwarted trying to capture who this person was. And they found one person. There was one person of interest that I would say probably 50-50 as to whether or not it was him. The and black guy with the fro? Yeah. And I mean, the case against him was, he fit the profile perfectly, but the case against him was pretty flimsy. Mm. So it was, they, and they never, I think they never ever locked it down. And then he met some sort of weird fate 
I forget what. Uh, <clears throat> so anyway, it was Atlanta Monster, and I listened to like a 20, maybe not 20, 12 episode podcast about Atlanta Monster a couple years ago, and so, you know, I'm something of an expert. <laughs> and it was It was just really, I was like, oh, cool, I'm so glad that they went into that, and I felt like they did a good job of kind of handling the fact that there was like racism and ignorance about like, you know, serial killers or about how crimes happen. And that there are these women, the mothers who really kept the um, investigation alive and organized these marches and did all this stuff. And I thought it was fucking fascinating myself. So that was great. And then, you know, it's funny in some ways, in, min in many ways, I guess, kind of similar is Watchmen, which I'm not mm. quite done with. Partly because I don't want it to finish. Ugh. Um, but it, it's really good. I'm probably two-thirds of the way through. And nice. I was listening to an interview with Damon Lindelof, who mm -hmm. is the director, producer. Um, he did, like, Lost and uh, The Leftovers on HBO, which I have very mixed feelings about. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> in the interview with him, they were asked, like, how did the kind of subplot or primary plot about, like, racism, the Klan, um, you know, this like sort of racial strife and, and um, conflict at the center of the story. Like, where did that come from? And he was like, I, I forget how he came across it, but, oh, you know what? He said that when they were first talking about like um, kind of sketching out ideas and like big picture, not writing, but like, what's it going to be about? He said, I wanted to assemble a writer's room or an ideas room of people that was primarily made up of people who are not white men. And so he did that. And he said the, um, the sort of race wars in Tulsa came up, which was um, this short period of time in which there was a huge massacre in Tulsa, which was considered the black wall street at the time. And um, a bunch of white people, like, killed a bunch of people, chased them out of town, burned their shit. And he was like, I had never heard any of this. And it blew my mind. And so he was like, you know, in a way that, like, all white men think they can do. I was like, this is a story that I should be telling. And he was like, luckily, I'm surrounded by people who are much smarter than me. And we're like, okay, why don't you pump the brakes? This is a cool one. But, like, let's continue. Like, let's allow the people of color in the room to, like, unspool this story and you can take a back seat. And he was like, I loved it. It was the best feedback I had. Like, you know, I'm just so glad that I'm able to kind of help bring the knowledge of this event to like a more mainstream audience. And so I, I kind of like that Mindhunter and Watchmen, which are two of my most favorite things that I've watched lately, have had this kind of like interesting, nuanced, really like, I don't know, forward thinking take on like race and drama. Yeah. So that's my yeah. Um, so, have you been watching Watchmen? I finished it. Remember, I was like waiting for you to finish it. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I think I have two more episodes left. Okay. And then you said you had a friend that we could have on that's like a, yes, that was a Watchmen <laughs> yeah. person and we could discuss. Yeah. Um, but for those who have already finished, um, there's the podcast, the official Watchmen podcast with Homeboy. Oh and yeah. How is that? It's great. Um, because it, it gives you a lot more insight to the actual show. And then I don't know if, where you heard the interview, but it sounds like the interview with him and Mark uh, Bernardin. He's the oh. guy on Batman on Batman. Is that where you okay. heard? Where no, you heard? no. This was um, an interview with a woman at the Hollywood Reporter on like a Hollywood Reporter podcast that I listened to. Oh, you have to listen to 
the interview with Mark Bernadin, I think that's how you say his last name, the guy on Fat Man on Batman with Kevin Smith, he, it was for um, uh, the Writers Guild. And so they had him question, who's a huge Watchmen comic fan and uh-huh. a fan of the show, who's black. And then he interviews him and he said something similar about that. And he talked about doing the writing room and stuff like that. And he was saying how, um, you know, you ask people of color, especially the African-Americans, and they're like, yeah, we've heard, we know all about that. Plus, you know, we didn't learn it in school. We learned it from family, you know, the you know, oral history of knowing about this. And it's not just the only one. Like, it's, it's a full-on fucking massacre, right, with aerial fucking shit happening. Just the way, oh, yeah. you, you know, just the way they show it on the first episode <laughs> of Watchmen. It's fucking brutal. Um, so, to you know, to get some more insight, I recommend those two things. The official um, House, of the House of Blues, the official HBO <laughs> Um, podcast with him and they do three episodes or three or four episodes at a time. So uh-huh. then they go through it and stuff. So that's very insightful. And then the other one where he's um, talks about, I just, and I was like, wow, he's really, I was like, he's the ally. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's a, a great example, at least from w- the different podcasts and articles I read about him of what an ally is. Like he realizes certain things, but he knows not to, t- he's not the savior. He knows that he's not, He's here to to allow to be the vessel and ha- give people the opportunity to tell to help tell the story and on his his view on politics too comes out and and um, I'm just like that's the ally. It's like figure out how you can help. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Let allow people make sure the makeup is da 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 da. It was it's it's fantastic. I feel like he's he's great and involved and more people should. Uh, should uh, follow suit and have more conversations with him. Cause I think he's a great example. So yeah, I'm excited for you to finish it. Let's talk about when we could talk about it with your friend, do okay. deep fucking dives, take notes. <laughs> like I'm all excited about it. So excited about it. Yeah. I might um, have to rewatch before we do that. Oh, totally. Totally. Me too. Um, for me, the same things happen. I've watched a lot of TV while I'm doing other things, except for I watched Ted's house. It was right <laughs> during, during the, I was like, Oh, when is it it's supposed to come out? Um, uh, you know, December. And sure enough, it came out during the holiday. I was super busy. Usually I'm not that busy, but Oh, I devoured that shit. And I was like, so excited. My relative who I've talked about a couple of times, but when I spent a, a month in Japan, I was living with her. She spent like 10 years and we've been telling her, her daughter and I, her daughter's like 21, 23, something like that. Her daughter and I are like seeing everything there is to see of all the different Terrace House ones. And Terrace House, for those you don't know, it's like a real world, but Japan, but with like Japanese warrior spirit and like manners and it's fantastic. But they only, they show it in real time on Netflix Japan, but it, it takes four months for it to get to us. And oh, okay. Yeah, they do it in parts. So they'll be like, this season, it'll be like part one. And they give you like, I don't know, 10, 13 something episodes. And then that's it. They leave you on a cliffhanger and then you have to wait fucking four months. So um, she finally watched it. She hit me up and she was like, oh my gosh. She's like, I miss Japan so much. She's going to book a flight to go to Japan. <laughs> like she misses it. Like I know if I, I was there only a month and watching Tara's house, I, I miss it so much. And I talk here where I'm like, you know, they say so, 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 so. And I'm like talking to people and I go, yeah, I go, and I do that when I watch it. And like, I'm like all Japanese up and stuff like that. So uh, it was back on. I finished. I'm bummed. 
Um, but I, I just love the fact that she's watching it and she's caught up. But she's caught up on this one, but she's so lucky because she gets to watch all the older ones. And now I'm guessing if I watch it, I have to pay attention to it because I have to read the subtitles. Yeah, that's the thing okay. that sucks. And what okay. I so, so I don't know who all watches Tara's house. Our our mutual friend Carrie and her boyfriend were the ones who initially told me about it, and a year ago, and and I just devoured all of it. And then so I know a couple of people who watch it, but that's it. And I I keep in contact. Like, have you do you know when it's coming out? Da 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 da. Or it's out. Like alarm alarm. So then I, during the holiday, I was like, fuck, I want to watch, I want to like devour this shit even faster, but I can't because I got to cook. So I was like, I tweeted and I put on an Insta story, like, I wish I could learn, instantly learn Japanese, like in the matrix. So uh-huh. I can, you know, do other things while I watch Tara's house. Dude, <laughs> out the woodworks. People are like, oh my God, you watch Tara's house. I love it. And I was like, holy shit. Like even more people or someone was like, all my friends talk about Terrace House. What is it? And I was like, it's the best fucking shit. Like, <laughs> it's like mundane shit. I don't know what it is about it. It's just like, you know, it's two, three girls, three boys. And it's like the the kind of ultimate goal is to find love. But if you have a purpose of coming to Terrace House and you don't, you feel personally, you don't fulfill it, then you, you do the right thing and you leave so that someone else can. And it's like that type of shit. You're just like, yes. And there's drama here and there, but it's kind of just you're just watching these. I don't know what it. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how to pinpoint what the draw is, but okay. it's like a world phenomenon. Like the the people that talk in between, uh, the the little commentators that we love so much. They talk about how it's worldwide, and they'll be all around the world, and someone will recognize them and like hook them up. Huh. Like they'll they'll be in Hawaii. They'll be in like Europe, and someone will be like, Ah, oh, Ted's house, and then like hook them up, like help them through the airport or whatever, like just amazing stuff. So good. And it's funny. And you just like, I'm like thinking, do I, don't I know Japanese now? Cause I've been watching like so many seasons. I know minimal, minimal, minimal (laughs) shit. So I recommend Um, that. And what, where do you find that on On Netflix? On Netflix. Okay. Yeah. So it shows all of them. So they're like, the only one that happened in the States, they still speak Japanese of Hawaii. And then the other ones happened like two, this is, the second time it's in Tokyo, there was another Tokyo, but the one that I first started watching is Sliding Doors, and it was in a rural, not too, too rural. The house was fucking the best house. It's the dopest house, but it's like in a kind of like outskirts. It's kind of like a long train ride from Tokyo, and, and that's Sliding Doors, and I was like, one of my, that's how I, and then one of the people it was in a band uh, from the Sliding Doors, and he's like, his group is one of my favorite groups, the Supernatural oh. Bear Notes. Like some of the work, because he sings in Japanese with a little bit of English, and it's kind of okay. like 80s ness. It's so good. <laughs> and, and it I, doesn't, I, it doesn't matter where I start. It doesn't I, matter where you start, but I suggest Sliding Doors. Sliding Doors, okay. Yeah, that's where I started, and that's how I fell in love with it. The first couple episodes, because this one young kid is so fucking annoying, I almost didn't make it. But they were like, just keep watching. And then I kept watching, and I was like, what? And then that's how I got hooked. So Sliding Doors is the best one to start with. And then you can move on from there. And then you, you go in deep dives and you start following these people on, on Instagram and you hope they're still together. And it's like, it's great. It's great. Because um, I, I, I think maybe because it's a genuine, it seems genuine. Uh-huh. Like they're not really like, for the most part, they're not really trying, you know, 
on MTV, like now the 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 jig is up and people are like, I'm just going to yeah. be the most outrageous because I want to yeah, be, yeah. you know, da, 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 internet famous or whatever. And it's not, it's not like that. Like people are, the cool thing about the one right now, and a lot of them, they sometimes they have like foreigners that just happen to be fluent in Japanese for what, and they're living in Japan for whatever reason. And that's very interesting. Um, like right now there's this um, Italian guy who is a, is a mag, manga artist and he's actually uh -huh. starting he's really good and he's been there four years and his Japanese is really awesome so it's uh it's very interesting and I love it so if you ever start I don't know if it's going to be your your cup of tea I don't either but I you do. love it so much that I just cannot help but be intrigued by it <laughs> <laughs> so 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 Chad's house was over and I was like, oh, what the fuck am I gonna watch? Yeah. You know, watch a couple of things. What what I'm finding out with all these shows and with Watchmen is I like and The Mandalorian is I like that shit on streaming service is going back to coming out once a week. Um uh, weekly, you know what I'm saying? I love that now. Like I like waiting. We have time to digest and talk as a, you know as a culture about it and da, da 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 And then we're all excited about it. Like everyone's like, Oh, Mandalorian's out tonight. Da, 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 da. Like, did you watch? Yeah, yeah. And then we have time, you know, it's not like, Oh, like spoilers. Cause the whole fucking thing's on there. So like I watched you and that was like, I devoured that shit. And so oh, yeah. with, um, I'll be watching that for sure. Oh, I devoured that shit. And so, um, I was like, what am I going to watch? So, you know, how on Netflix, you get these big slides of like promoting the newest shows. And I was like, what's the circle? I was like, I ain't watching that shit. I was like, I already watched Terrace House, Japanese. I ain't watching some other shit. For some reason I was cooking. I was like, I don't feel like paying attention to anything. So I clicked it and I was like, I'm going to watch this. And if the first five minutes, I'm fucking annoyed. I'm out. Oh, I'm hooked. <laughs> I'm fucking hooked. And my it? relative, Naisha, we are on WhatsApp and we talk about it all the time. And they have an interesting thing where they release three or four episodes once a week. So it's not the whole mm -hmm. thing. It's snippets, little snippets. Okay. And the circle is, it, it, it was a show that originated in the UK, but this is American uh, circle. So it, it's shot in the UK in a building, but it's Americans, Right. Okay. And so you go in and you don't, it's not the, like the real world. It is, but it's not because you live in this building, but you never see each other. You're, you're, you're interacting with each other. So you're, you're like totally sequestered, like no internet, no contact without anyone from the outside. You stay in your apartment, you have like a little patio and everyone has like a, other designs. You go in and then you have to you interact with the circle and it's your, there's cameras in every room and there's screens in every room. So you could be like, um, circle. And then you like have to upload your profile pic. So some people are catfishing in there. Like one dude is going as his girlfriend and some people are really their own person. And the reason why I got, got in, was in, well, I was intrigued was there's this one guy, his name is Shubum, Shubum, but everyone calls him Shuby. I call him Shuby, and he's like this Indian kid that graduated from UCLA. He's not really on social media, and he's a VR um, engineer, and he's like, yeah, you win $100,000 at the end, but they don't know how the game really works, right? So he's like, yeah, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just, my, my strategy is just to be real, and hopefully they'll like me for me, and you just, like, really root for Shuby, 
and he's like super honest and like awesome. And and then the other guy that I that like intrigued me, and that the reason why I kept watching is there's one guy named Chris who's Mexican from Dallas. He's okay. I've seen him before in another show. Uh, he's one of like the famous drag queens friends from Dallas. But he's Mexican, he's Dallas, he's 30 years old, and he just gives me the best fucking one-liners. Like, he's gay, he's fabulous, he's amazing. <laughs> um, and then, like, there's a couple of people catfishing on there. And then if, like, you have to rank them and they have, like, these little games that you put. It's, like, it's fun. Okay. <laughs> I'm invested. Is this a um, Netflix thing? Yes, it's Netflix. It's a Netflix original. So they had, like... Because it's a Netflix original, then they had like a little game where shit's delivered at your door. You don't know it. And they're like, okay, alert. And all the screens go up and they're like, now it's time to play a game. And they're like, it's the nailed it. Something, something, something challenge. So you, they're like, all the supplies are outside your door. So everyone runs. You have 30 minutes. You go out, you get a box and it has like foam cakes and already like baked cakes and they have a picture and you have to recreate it within 30 minutes and then you have a tablet to upload it and then people can all talk shit about uh, it's it's fun it's just good fucking fun it's good fucking fun okay i recommend okay i'm gonna i'm gonna check it out yeah it's great it's good timers so that's that's it for the tvs um what else do we want to talk about today for the uh, well, one thing one thing that we should talk about because I just got an alert on my phone is that Neil Pert of Rush, the drummer and lyricist in Rush, just died. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, what was he sick? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh shit! Yeah, I just got a notification. Oh. So rest in peace. Apparently, he died a couple days ago, but people are just finding out now. Shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, rest in power, Neil Peart. Like you were, you were like a, a big time, amazing drummer. And while Rush was not my thing, I know lots of people for whom Rush is their thing. Yeah. Uh, Rush, a couple, you know, a couple of the, the biggest hits, uh, mean stuff. And, uh, you know, it was one of Kanoa's, Tom Sawyer's one of, uh, the Supernatural Bears favorite songs when he was like one or two. Oh, uh, really? That's- yeah. <laughs> One of his favorite songs. So it's always a special, special place. Um, but yeah, all oh, that sucks. Yeah. I know. Resting. It sucks. But, you know, I also think, like, not many of us are going to be lucky enough to be remembered as, like, such a towering giant of, like, culture and skill. So, you know, good job, Neil. Yeah, good job. And, you well, know, like. Life well led. With with bad with musicians like that, they leave a crazy long legacy because any drummer worth their shit is gonna yeah. know who the fuck he is. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it, it, it could be someone born today and they're gonna grow up to be a total drum like drum freak and really be into it. They're gonna know because it it they're gonna wanna know the history, you know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, for sure. It's great. Um and, you know, perhaps on that sad note, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's sad. I mean, it's sad. I really, I'm sure that there are many people who are devastated, but, bombed. yeah, but like, wow, what an amazing life. Many congratulations to you on the yeah. next zone, Neil. Exactly. Like, like, uh, Kevin Smith says, bucket of win. He's Big bucket of win. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So let's let's wrap it up there, yeah. and then um, let's let's you know try to do another one before January wraps up, if yep. possible, with our schedules permitting. <laughs> and um, yeah, why don't you guys? If you guys are not gonna fucking leave us reviews, then mm-hmm. why don't you guys email us, uh, DM us, fucking leave something, and tell us. What kind of energy are you bringing to the 2020? Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing? How are we mixing it up? Because it's not just a new year, kids. It's a new motherfucking decade. Anything's fucking possible. Let's change it up. Yep, I agree completely. 110% co-signed. Send it to us. We want to know. Yeah, don't fucking slack. Don't fucking lag. Don't give us that energy. Give us the real energy, motherfuckers. All right, well, um, in the immortal words of, of Ritzy... Peace out, nerds. That's right. Peace out. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Nerd Out today. I'm I'm special guest and the voice recorder, the SMB, aka the Supernatural Bear. And it is the beginning of a new decade and a new year of the nerd out. And and Ritzy's gonna be doing another podcast coming soon called Word to Your Mama. So remember if you want to know about mamas, you want to know how some, if you want to have some knowledge, you should definitely check out their podcast. But it's not out yet. We're still work. She's still working on the first episode. And goodbye. Have a nice decade.